Steve is the man from the man cave with the last days of summer coming to you with your daily devotion for what? September the 15th. Hope you're having an excellent day, guys. Guys, thanks for posting. Thanks for joining the channel. Thank you for giving me thumbs up when you like the devotions. And guys, I'm not offended at all. If it doesn't speak to you and you think it's not all there, giving me the thumbs down. And I really appreciate when you give me the comments. I like to know what's going on, okay? If you have questions or if there's something I could pray for you about, I'd love to do that. Hey, today we're going to be in Genesis. Genesis in the Bible, what? Beginnings, okay? Chapter 6, we're going to be looking at a great story. In our story, we're going to be addressing this. What it's like to be a Christian living in an ungodly society. And here's the thing. If you belong to the Lord, you know what I'm talking about, okay? Because here's the thing. If you go to work and you're sitting at the lunch table, you hear what they're talking about, okay? And if they don't belong to God, you know where the conversation oftentimes goes. Drinking, sex, drugs, I did this, stealing, deception, manipulation, you know what I'm saying? I just, it's crazy, okay? It's stupid to think we can put our head in the sand and that's not there. We live, okay, in an, a godless age, meaning there is a God, but men live like there is no God, there is no restraint. It reminds me of the last book of the Judges, okay? Man did what was right in his own eyes. That never works. We can never do what is right in our own eyes because if we do, do what I think is right versus what God says, guess what? I'm going to crash and burn. Guys, again, our text is going to be in the book of Genesis, chapter 6, verse 8. It reads like this, but Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Noah was a just man, perfect in his generation. Noah walked with God. What does that text tell us? That little verse right there, just in the middle of a big chapter about so much of what God is doing. It's telling us this, okay? Noah was living a righteous life before God, despite what society was doing around him. Do you understand what I'm saying? We cannot be followers of the crowd as Christians, okay? We need to be followers of the cross. Listen very carefully. No matter how ungodly society gets, God is with you. God's not forsaking you. He, the text says here, he was walking with Noah. That's how close Noah was with God. Noah was drawing nigh to God, and as he did that, God drew nigh to him. Noah lived in probably the most wicked time in the history of man. So much so that it drew the attention of Almighty God, where God decided, hey, I'm going to destroy my creation. But I'm not going to destroy you, Noah, okay? Nor your family, okay? Because you've been following my ways, okay? What was going on during Noah's day, okay? Rape, murder, lying, deception, thievery. I, I, mean, I mean, just everything that you could imagine man is capable of, man was doing during the days of Noah. You know, what's funny is when I, when I use this text, be wise as a serpent, harmless as a dove, that pertains to Noah because Noah was living, okay, against society because what he represented, society didn't like, okay? He was a righteous man and he was a preacher of the gospel. Can you imagine? Everybody's raping, stealing, they're living like hellions, okay? And then here comes this guy, Noah, and I could just imagine Noah had a little bit of an attitude, maybe like a mountain man. Hey, what you're doing's wrong. <laughs> Who are you, old man? I'm a child of the living God. That's who I am. What you're doing is wrong. You're going to give an account for it one day. Get out of here, crazy old man. Do you see what I'm saying? But he continued day in and day out, 
among the godlessness of society living in righteousness God's way. Noah's day, they were sacrificing people. In Noah's day, they were worshiping every kind of idol. Okay? In Noah's day, again, they were just doing these things. I can't even, I don't even want to mention. Just every evil that was known to man, man was doing. Man wasn't satisfied, okay? And so he's longing. He has a void in his life. And here's the thing. It was just so destructive, so evil, and so full of darkness during that time. And yet, there was one light. Noah. Well, man, I'm not in Noah's day. I know. But you and I are constantly around evil and around the same types of people that were there represented in Noah's day. Do you realize that? How hard is it to live like Noah? How hard is it to live in righteousness? How hard is it not to do the things of the world? How hard is it to tell you? It is very difficult, okay, to live God's way, to live in righteousness. And outside of Christ, it's absolutely impossible. You can't do it. So if you're not resting and abiding, okay, and allowing God to live in you and allow Him to flow through you with those living waters, you can't do it. Uh, all you are is a cleaned up act. You're a, you're a pig with lipstick, okay? You absolutely can't do it. We can't live the Christian life. We only can live it through Christ. Noah okay, was doing an awfully good job. Was Noah perfect? Friends, Noah's not perfect, but he was living a life where he was trying. What is that to you and I in the New Testament? When the Bible says pick up your cross daily, that's what it's talking about. When we make a mistake, when we make the wrong decision, when we're not living the lifestyle that we know we should be living, we repent of that quickly. We turn from that, okay, and we pick up our cross again. Friends, you got to realize this. When you're making those decisions that are contrary to God and you're making those choices in the lifestyle that you're living, you know God doesn't approve of, you've thrown the cross down. You're like, what are you talking about? Man? You've thrown the cross down. See, the Bible says pick up your cross daily, meaning what would Jesus do? I'm following Jesus. I'm a disciple of Jesus, okay? But when you start living that life and start making decisions again, contrary to what he has for you and his perfect will for your life because he wants to bless you, okay? You've thrown the cross of Christ down basically and walked away from God. Because you know that's not God's will for you, what you're engaging in, okay? I want to encourage you, if Noah could live, okay, watch this, among the hundreds of thousands of millions, and he was the only one that God considered righteous, okay, and he could do it, why can't you? And why can't I? Since we have the Spirit of the living God living inside us, and we have the examples of Scripture written out for us, okay? Hebrews says there's a crowd of witnesses cheering us on daily to live that life. Again, is it hard? Absolutely it's hard. Is it, is it hard to live like Noah among the trash of the world and the evil of the world? You know what I'm saying? Is it? It's absolutely hard. Okay, is it, is it impossible? No. Noah did it, okay? And we can do it through Christ. I know there's someone out there and says, well, Matt, you seem to be living in righteousness. Uh, I am. Perfectly? No. Do I make mistakes? Yes. Do I repent of those quickly? Yes. Very quickly, okay? I guard my eyes. Job 31.1 says this, I made a covenant with my eyes. Why then should I look upon a maiden? Why then... Should I look upon anything that doesn't please my Lord? And I know this world has such a hold on some of you. You've got to know at one time the world had a hold on me. I loved going to movies and some of the movies I was watching, they weren't pleasing to God, PG or not. They just weren't pleasing to God. Why is that? Because Hollywood, okay, and those people who make these movies, they're always pushing the envelope, okay? They're pushing it. They're pulling as many G's as they can to get that PG rating. But here's the thing. They're that close to it becoming what? R. But I don't want any of that in my the life. The music early on that I was listening to, again, it wasn't glorifying to God. It was the same as the world. I wasn't listening to Christian music because it wasn't hard enough, okay? But listen, I, I, I committed that to God. What happened? He helped. There were all these different things in my life. 
that God started addressing. Did God take a gigantic bowl and write down everything I was doing wrong and then slam it down on me and kick me in the tail? That's not what God did. He came upon me so wonderfully. And He came upon me so gently. Okay, he didn't come down with a lightning bolt, okay, with a bat, okay, he didn't come down with a stick of dynamite, with an AK, with his Glock. He came to me in what? With a still small voice. And he spoke these words to me. This, what you're doing here, is not good for you. It's not bringing me glory, and it's not furthering the kingdom of God. In the long run, it's going to hurt you, because that's not really life, what you're watching there on the big cinema screen. That's not life. That's fantasy, okay? It doesn't work out like that, okay? It never works out like that. When we make decisions, okay, outside of Christ, when it's not God's way, it never works out. I don't care what Satan is tempting you to do. He'll always tempt you and I to do things, okay? But he never tells us the consequences that are associated with that action, with that choice, with that sin. He doesn't tell me Satan sits on a throne of lies. He lies, and that's all he can do because nothing in him is the truth. Everything that comes out of the mouth of Satan is what? It's a lie. It's mixed. It's, it's deception. Okay? So when he tells you, go sleep with your neighbor's wife. She wants you. Your wife's at work. Your wife's at a convention. Okay? He's not telling you what's going to take place after you've done that. He's not going to tell you about what? The condemnation that's going to fall upon you. The guilt. He doesn't ever mention the sexual diseases that so many Christian men get because they think the grass is greener on the other side of the lawn. He doesn't tell you this, that the husband... Okay, for some time isn't going to hear about it. But there's going to be an argument between the neighbor's wife and the neighbor's husband. And finally the woman spills her guts. I slept with Larry and it was good. And then Joe hears, Joe comes knocking on your door with what? With the glogging on my door. Because of the word of God tells us, okay, that there's no sorry. There's no making it up to that guy. The anger, the rage that's in his heart because you've taken that which was most precious to him. Even if he wasn't treating her right, okay? Even if they weren't getting along, you did wrong. Do you understand? He wants to take vengeance upon you. He's not going to be happy until you're dead. Do you understand what the Word of God says? Uh, let, let me make it up to you. How can you make it up to the guy? Honestly, how are you going to make it up to him? I'm sorry I slept with your wife. Um, I, I, how about if I write you a check? Really? I'd rather shoot you in the head. Do you understand? That's the rage that's in a man. Why? Because for the rest of his life, let's say they get the marriage back together. For the rest of his life, every time he's sleeping with his wife, you're in his mind. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, he's thinking about your sorry tale. He would rather think about you dead. Okay, then to be with his wife thinking about this guy slept with my wife. I can't believe it. It takes every part of a man and all of the grace of heaven to forgive that kind of injustice. It is, it's, it's possible, okay, but most likely that guy will be in jail because he just shot you in the head. That's what the Word of God says. Satan is a liar. You understand? And Noah was righteous. Don't think during Noah's day that there wasn't women propositioning Noah. Hey, let's sleep with the preacher man. Let's just do it one time just for the fun's sake. Friends, do you understand what I'm saying? He was living in righteousness. He had to make the best decisions. He had to make decisions that were based on the Word of God, based on what was good for him okay, and his family, and what was going to draw down the favor and the blessings of God. That's the life he was living among the ruins of society. He was living in a time 
kind of like what you and I are living now. Okay, in a time like you and I are living right now, where everyone wants to do what they want to do, and there doesn't seem like there is any what consequences. Okay, there's no restraint on the inner man. A lot of that has to do with what the restrainer slowly being tapered away, and the spirit of lawlessness coming into what our lives. Okay, and so we're seeing things that we've never seen before. But again, let's go back to Noah. Let's not focus on the negative. He was living it, and if he was doing it, you can do it. What one man can do, another man can do. And my Lord Jesus, he did it. Okay, he lived the life. But not only him, Noah lived it. Who else? Elisha. Who else? Jeremiah. Who else? Ezekiel. Who else? Isaiah. Job. Paul. Peter. James. You with me? John. We could go on and on and on. They were living amongst the ruins of society. They were living amongst the depravity of men. They were living in dark times. Just as you and I are living in dark times, it is possible. Guys, there's people out there, listen very carefully, that will try to convince you, okay, that it can't be done, that you can't live that life. Cave in, go see this movie, listen to this, sleep with her, do this drug, get drunk as a skunk. They'll tell you, hey, the Christian life, it's impossible to do. I couldn't do it. You, No one can do it outside of Christ. It can be done. You can live that life because God gave you everything you need to live that life himself. You be the Noah in your neighborhood. You be the Noah at your work. You be the guy that turns the other cheek, that allows that person to cut him off, that takes the injustice, knowing that God will make everything right. You be the person that shows mercy and grace. Don't demand justice. Justice will come in and of itself when God's ready to pour it out in the form of his wrath. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. I will repay, not you. You live like a Noah. You live like a Peter or a Paul or an Elisha or an Elijah. Here's the thing. You put on the prayer clock. You snap the Jordan River and let the waters part. You hold up the staff like Moses. Your staff like Moses and hold it up over that sea, over that obstacle, over that hardship, okay? And let God separate it from the east as to the west. You humbly come before God with a broken heart and a contrite spirit and say, Lord, forgive me. I did so good today, but in this one area, I faltered. But I know the blood, it can cover me from head to toe. Though my sins are as crimson, they shall be made white as snow. And you're living in the victory that God has given you. You are the man. You're in the man cave and you are the Noah of this generation. Live like it. How do I do it, man? How do I do it? I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. Bow the knee. Bow the knee and you won't have to bow it later. Hey, this is Matt from the man cave.